0: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Dallas is taking some money. This is the game of the week many consider. Cowboys were a flat three-point favorite over San Fran. Money on Dallas has them. An expensive three. Watch out for that VIG. College basketball last night, big upset. Number 1 Baylor, a 12-point favorite, loses as a 12-point favorite to Texas Tech. Tampa Bay back to the NFL. Injury report is improving, looking optimistic, and they are taking money. Tampa was an eight point favorite, now a nine point favorite over the Eagles. Here comes a full hour of The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations, across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in the studio. This is going to be an old school type of show. And what do I mean by that? You know, in my business here in Vegas for a long time, there's a lot of there's been historically a lot of local shows that do what I call a rundown show. Now what's a rundown show? It's every day they it's Monday they look at the schedule and they say rotation 101 and they start talking about the games and then soon enough it's okay, next up, Portland State versus Utah State in college basketball. Now, not my cup of tea, but now we're in the NFL playoffs. And we are going to literally spend some time on each one of the games, really today, tomorrow, and Friday. So, we'll have many clever ways of going about it, hopefully. But we will be really looking at the handicapping angles. How good are these teams? How do they match up? Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
2: Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the last two unbeaten teams in college basketball fall last night. Uh, like you said, Tampa getting who bet that up. Other, who was that other team? USC. Oh, wow. Yeah, Tampa getting bet up as we look ahead to the, uh, to the playoff rounds. And Najee Harris and J.J. Watt highlighting the playoff injury reports. What is the Vegas lead today, R.J.?
0: Ooh. Well, listen, everyone knows that I'm... I don't know how to explain how big of a fan of Belichick I am.
1: Not talent. I'm not talking about talent. I said (laughs) genius. Genius.
0: So let's start with the judge firing and, quite frankly, what it means when you add it with Flores,
2: what it means to the Belichickian trade? A day after the Giants let their GM ride off into the sunset, he retired. He retired. <laughs> retired. I don't under pressure. Yeah, Michael
0: Coleone didn't let Hyman Roth retire. Okay. But, but so it's it's a gentleman's thing.
2: It was a gentleman's move to let him walk away. The next day, though, they spilled blood, letting Joe Judge go after a. No other way to describe it, a very unsuccessful run with the Giants. Yeah, but
0: it's noteworthy to say that it wasn't just what 10 days ago or two weeks ago that the talk wasn't. It was one of these targeted releases where someone has a contact in uh, the media and says, hey, you know, on background, judge, judge, judge is safe. And it gets reported and everyone assumes it's correct. And most of the time, and you've been in media a long time, AJ Hoffman is when those leaks happen, they're correct. When did you say?
2: Typically, they are because at the time that's the assumption. And uh, as bad as Joe Judge has been through two years, it's only been two years. And normally, you say a guy's going to get a third year at least to see if he can turn this thing around.
0: I mean, someone as pedigreed as Adam Schefter. What date was that headline? McKenna? December twenty sixth. Yeah, he's got it on a screen up here. And, and and he's really on it because he actually went to um, like highlight the date, but the date's like an eight-point font <laughs> and it's like forty feet from me. Yeah. So so I just all I see is this little bit of blue, and it's actually harder to read because he highlighted it. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but he was on it. I give him credit. This is the headline from Shafter, and this is like. The day after Christmas, this isn't what, 15 days ago, uh, 16 days ago, Giants plan to bring back Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, for 2022 season, sources say. Those sources weren't guys at the off track betting <laughs> down you know I mean, these were sources meaning it was told. And what happened is the narrative, the public perception turned. We can make fun at Barney at the bar, all we want, but Barney's on Twitter in mass matter. and they matter in sports betting too. They move lines, which is great because I like to bet against Barney. But this was a matter of a couple weeks ago, Joe Judge was safe. He had a horrible couple of weeks. He had a disastrous press conference in which he's talking about these Secret phone calls he's getting about everyone loving to to, the want to come back to this losing organization (laughs) with like a big you know with a quarterback that at best is gonna I think personally Daniel Jones should get another year I think if you look closely at Daniel Jones here's a couple of uh, opinions on him number one his performance was less than his quality of play. So, when you're a quarterback, you're relying on your offensive line. Well, one of the worst offensive lines in football, if not the worst, was the Giants. But let's call it one of the worst. Okay. So, now he's under siege throughout the year to the point of getting knocked out for the season. Okay. Number 2, you got Barkley as a big name, but not necessarily a big talent anymore. And 3, there's just a bunch of other ways that the team can underperform. Drop passes, not getting open. Now, PFF, they grade the player's performance. Now, do they do it perfectly? No one could. But they do it well, I think. And they actually had Daniel Jones, until we got that concussion... He was moving towards being like the 8th or ninth rated quarterback in the entire league. Got that concussion, and he wasn't the same after. Now, will he never be the same? I, I think he will. I, I just think sometimes concussions linger. Or maybe he just had a bad game, and I'm connecting to the concussion. But even if you count the, the game before he hurt his neck, then he came back for a game or two and was horrible. Listen, no one's playing hurt. Only greats play well hurt. Right? We saw it with Baker Mayfield. He's not great. He's hurt. He doesn't play well. But Daniel Jones could be a... I think it could be like a Kirk, a Kirk Cousins with more guts, but more interceptions. He obviously fumbles a lot, which is a problem. Yeah. But unless you got someone in the draft that you love, I think giving Cousins in his fourth year with, quite frankly, a, a very cheap price tag is not a bad decision. Where do you land on that?
2: I actually like Daniel Jones. I would like Daniel Jones the player. I, I mean, obviously the results are not great, but he you got. So are remember...
0: you talking results? Is it in his passing stats? Or are you talking team results? Because now we're getting even more abstracted from what the Quarterback can do uh,
2: well. Certainly, the team results aren't yeah. great. Well, yeah, that's obvious. The the you would hope his passing stats would be better as he's gone on. And and like you said, when you the PFF guys, they they do a good job of telling you what this guy could do, or what he's done. If you take away all the other considerations, and you've got to remember, this team has dealt with so many injuries. You know, Saquon Barkley being gone for a good yeah, chunk of the year. Be that Jones was there. every year. And but the receivers that they that they that's had, like Sterling. saying it's raining in Seattle. <laughs> These guys were gone when Daniel. Jones was there too, so this entire season was really set up against Daniel so, Jones. Then are you saying Joe Judge shouldn't have been fired? I don't think Joe Judge should have been fired. I right, make the case. I think that two years and one of them being basically a full half season without Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. the, the oh, half who gets the blame for the backup quarterback having a decent
0: price tag, meaning it wasn't cheap and he was so bad. I mean, that's a GM thing. That's right? a
2: GM thing, and he, he retired. And I wonder if Gettleman was the one who was saying, "Don't worry, Adam Schefter." Joe, no, because Schefter's
0: too smart for that. Schefter's not going to take it. A... Everyone knew Gettleman was out. Okay. Right. I mean, you agree with that, I think, and I mean, or at least it was a strong assumption. So I don't think. I mean, in fact, my what I heard was Gettleman hasn't been around for weeks. They they got him, you know, to the Russian front or whatever, and he wasn't even around. So my sense is it was almost like a. Um, a ghost ship in, in that, and again, Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, former executive in the NFL, he was a Browns GM, worked under Belichick for a number of years, two different stints. He made a point that the Giants, with the ownership structure, you've got a long history where it's the next generation, where it's not like, you know, it's the kids of the kids or whatever. I'm not sure how many generations it's been that they have this kind of gentlemanly hands off, let's go slow with you know it's kind of an old school approach. Now listen, the Steelers do too. And the Steelers are just so respected for, you know, three coaches since 1969. 52 years three coaches. And this coach got 20 years laugh maybe. <laughs> it's an unbelievable <laughs> think about that. Yeah. it be like 70 years three coaches. The Giants, Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo, this will be the fourth coach in like seven years. And they were four coaches in seven years, three coaches in 52 years. But supposedly, both of them have the same approach, which is kind of gentlemanly... And I think that's one of the reasons they didn't want to fire Judge, because it'd be the third straight time a coach only lasted two years. So, in a weird way, I think, to, to, to hear the source come out, and Schefter report it, and then it changed so quickly. Shows you how much public perception matters, and how badly Judge played the PR game.
2: Yeah, and and you mentioned the Steelers and sort of the 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 way they run the business being the same. But if the Steelers had the results on the field that the Giants had, I assume they'd probably have a little bit less patience. The Steelers have hit home runs with their yeah. coaching hires.
0: But listen, you look at I tell you, you're right. Since uh, since Since they drafted Big Ben, and as much talk as we hear about uh, Mike Tomlin, no losing seasons. Well, take that and add three years to it, and that's Big Ben's
2: no losing seasons. Yeah. So, uh, and again, Tomlin gets a lot of credit for what's happened lately. The Giants have had one winning season since 2013.
0: That that says something. No losing seasons for 18 years versus one. That's why you got four coaches. I think, though, that in general, one thing we got to realize is great ability at the mic. Like, Let's look at Staley at the Chargers. He is a darling of the media. He knows how to put a quote together. He will... Act like he's answering questions even if he's not. You know, he obviously understands the media matters. Well, Joe Judge, I don't know if he understood that, but his execution, if he did, was horrible because again, it was it became a laughing stock. I mean, listen, a month ago the Giants weren't even in conversation of being this bad. No. I mean, just I mean, listen, the Eagles playoff team. Had worse odds than the Giants entering to win the division entering the year. The Giants were considered a better team than the Eagles by a smidge entering the year. And Daniel Jones, if you look at week one, two, three, four, and five—that's week one through five. AJ, his PFF grade was sixth in the NFL, so five people ahead of him. Who were the five ahead of him? Because it's going to be—it's going to be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You got that, McKenzie? Mackenzie's <laughs> he, Hello, how are you?
1: Doing fine, sir. Just pulling it up right here. We got Kirk Cousins, of course. Tom how's Brady. That be, how's,
0: that be, how's the family? Family's good. <laughs> feel, Cousins' you good. You feeling He's all the right? Playoff. You
1: feeling all right? All right. All right, good. Let's let's so here's Who, the five Tom Brady at number one mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. It's a pretty good crowd. Not in. a bad
0: list. Now, listen, five games is five games when you have three years. But what I'm saying is, what, do you ex- what did you bring Daniel Jones in this season for is to have a Josh Allen-type jump, and he, in a way, he was. Now, you might say, well, concussion shouldn't knock you out for the year. Well, listen, maybe it's a coincidence, but at least you can point to it as the demarcator of when he went back.
2: And it ended up being a neck injury as well. But the question becomes... That
0: same concussion was the thing that lingered the whole th- year? Yeah. The, wow. the
2: concussion-slash-neck injury is what which but, actually oh, makes
0: yeah. me, and then he had to re aggravate the net. Yeah. Well, that makes me agree with my analysis even more because he had a double whammy when he came back, and who knows what was affecting him.
2: Now, here's what you just said about Daniel Jones play in that in those first few games, really brings up this question because in those games the Giants were one and four. So if you're getting that quality of quarterback play and you're still losing these games, at some point that falls on the coach, doesn't it? <sighs> the coach.
0: I think it falls on quality. Listen, here's the thing. When you've got underlying stat, and listen, I don't want to judge your comment here too harshly. But, But, hold on, that's here. It's
1: hip to be square.
0: I mean, in the short term, pointing to a quarterback's wins as a stat—I
2: mean, that's that's old school. Well, in this way, I'm pointing it the team's wins, which is what the coach is well, judging on. In a way,
0: it's always a team's win. No one's wins are anything but a team's win. So you're saying it's a quarterback situation? Oh, I'm sorry, a coach
2: situation. I'm saying if the quarterback is playing that well, most teams who lose—well, who they lose to? They lost to the Broncos, the football team, the Falcons, and the Cowboys. Now
0: remember that football team was a Thursday night game. That <laughs> that was a tough one. That who did they win amongst those? Uh, at the Saints. Well, see that. And that, you know what's funny? That was one of two wins the whole year. I think it was down by 14 in the fourth or something. It was literally
2: one of the two biggest comebacks of the year. It blows my mind that you remember all these things. Uh, right? that, one that, just stuck, that one just stuck in my head. Well, I, I had That say. football team was Thursday night. Week I, two, it was
0: Thursday. I, I, had say, I had the Saints. I had the Saints that game. When I have a loser, I remember right? <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's take our first break. Now, listen. You, the dedicated listeners, the, the smartest of the smart out there, they know that AJ doesn't like to be wrong. So how does he? How does he accomplish that? How does he avoid uh. being wrong? That was an accident. How does he avoid being wrong? <laughs> sure he, he avoids it by not having super strong opinions. He'll be like, "Well, maybe... Before the show, he gave me a take that is strong. I don't want to say it's a hot take, but it's a hot take. So, what we're going to do when we come back is we're going to lead. He's got something to say
2: about the Giants that's going to really surprise you, but he believes it. And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports
1: Radio. Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: I disagree
2: with an I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the, word, then the gonna fall. Gonna... I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Alvin. In just a minute, we're gonna take a look at some of the coaching openings in the NFL and which one looks like. The oh, do listen!
0: Don't try to douse your take down. We're gonna <laughs> douse it with gasoline here in a moment. AJ's hardest take, maybe ever. Now, is it are hot takes and dumb takes the same thing? Is Ouch! The question. But I don't disagree. I don't know if I disagree yet. I kind of do, but it's certainly not a dumb take. But it is interesting. The things that get the most outrage are the dumbest. So the trick is, how do you have a good, <laughs> strong opinion? but not be disingenuous, because we know that's the worst. When someone says something you don't think they believe, people might say, RJ believes his stuff too much. I can accept that. But no, I don't think people question if I believe it. At least that's a good thing, I think. And maybe one of the reasons that we're the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of your support, and we're going to keep reciprocating the best way we can, with our greatest, strongest effort. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app anytime. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas, on the Strip, an evil 66 degrees. The neon is chugging. All right, AJ, I'm setting it up for you here. Now, I want you to say it's strong. I don't want any equivocation. In fact, I'm going to set you up with the following. This will be good. Here's a theory uh, for you to
2: disregard. Completely. Uh... All right. My take is the New York Giants are the best job opening of all of the open NFL the worst coaching or the jobs. Best? It, the best
0: one. All right. So let's think about this Giants, Miami, Denver, Jacksonville, Chicago, Minnesota, and we'll put the Raiders in parentheses. Oh, s- the Raiders are in parentheses for me as well. Uh, meaning you're not counting that. You would think I, they're the best job of? I think I would, yeah. So, you've just taken your take. and complained. But I'm not counting them. Oh, OK. I'm not okay. Their job's not open yet. So, you're really saying the Giants are the second best job opening. Assuming Basaccia uh, doesn't stick around. I don't around. think we know. So, let's set them out. True. Giants, Miami, Denver, Jacksonville, Chicago, Minnesota. Now, I'm going to make a case for every team being better than the Giants, but I'm going to let you make the Giants' case first.
2: OK, the Giants play in a division that's eminently winnable, as we've seen in the last several years. So, couldn't it's... the
0: case be made? Dallas is one of the most up-and-coming. Like, if you combine how good Dallas is with how young they are, Aren't they one of the better Dallas teams? is is good. So they got like a, a perennial Super Bowl contender in division. Here's
2: what I like better about the Giants than these other jobs: uh-huh. they do not ha- they're not unnecessarily married to a bad quarterback contract.
0: Okay, so first off, I think your word "contract" was wrong there because I mean, there's no rookie contract that's bad. For a quarterback, I mean the quarterback is horrible. It's not the contract; it's the quarterback's horrible, right? But in general, they're getting quarterbacks that did. If anything, you can have an average quarterback, Andy Dalton-esque quarterback in his prime, and do great if he's on a rookie deal, right? I'm uh, Jared Goff. Yes, right. So let's examine the quarterback side of it. Tua, I agree with you, is a problem. I would rather have Daniel Jones than Tua. Agreed. Because there's a, ch- I think both of them. Are underdogs to do well, to be a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Tua is an underdog. Jones is an under, underdog. But I think that Jones has a better chance. Now, Tua has a better chance to be the 22nd best quarterback, but you don't want that,
2: right? That's a problem. Jones has higher upside than Tua. I agree. And I think it's a viable upside. And Tua has two more years left on his deal. But it's a rookie deal. So, in a True. weird way he's he's a good
0: backup. that's the thing a first round pick. I agree with that yeah I mean you know you take if uh, drew Locke were a good backup, it's not bad especially in that case it wasn't even a first round pick if I recall uh, lock. okay um, though I'm not sure about that, I think it was second okay. Denver obviously has a worse quarterback situation, but Denver's team, you could make the case Denver's team healthy is one of the top three rosters in the NFL. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. And, and you've got a chance to, and not, you're not tied unnecessarily to any quarterback. Right, Teddy Bridgewater's contract, I don't know if they have him next year or not, but it was cheap, cheap, cheap. Yep. Carolina paid some of it. And, additionally... And Drew Locke, you Drew can look at Dio. as a book backup. Yeah. So, I, I think Denver looks juicy. And there's always the Aaron Rodgers rumors. And, and the, that's a good landing spot for any of these superstar quarterbacks. I think I'm going to convert you to Denver. OK, Jacksonville, you have the savior, Trevor Lawrence.
2: You do. You now, also have a, a really bad roster around him. But you got the, what is
0: the hardest thing to put together? If Trevor Lawrence ends up being a top 10 quarterback, you would agree Jacksonville would be the best, right? Yes. We knew for sure. Yes. So you're really making a major bet
2: against Jackson, uh, against Trevor Lawrence. Yes. I can agree with that to be of honest. Of course with you can. You. you converted me on that one. All right, the Chicago Bears. Almost the same situation as Except it's not because because Fields Im- he overperformed.
0: Where would it's a good time to segue into the quarterback discussion because you've got a second strong take here. You think there's one quarterback, cause what everyone's saying is this is a bad draft for quarterbacks. This is a bad year. A lot of teams that might want a quarterback should sit on it and wait because don't overspend
2: for a bad or a quarterback with a small chance of success. You've got one quarterback you really like. I like Kenny Pickett out of Pitt quite a bit. I think he is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. I think Matt Corral's right behind him. All right, so let's slow down. So,
0: Pickett is on the McShay big board, is 16. Highest-rated quarterback. Uh, Corral is 17. Give us a little background on him.
2: Matt Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss, who... Played in the Sugar Bowl and hurt his knee early in that game. Gave people a lot of questions about whether or not what he should have been playing. Wait, a knee a bl- injury. Like a blowout? I don't think it was an ACL or anything like that. But he did leave the game and was done for the game.
0: All right. And not from different
2: strokes fame, but Willis. Malik, is, Malik Willis from Liberty. T- OK. I'm out on
0: Small qu- Now, why? Now, so, he feels analogous. To the North Dakota State, kind of. I mean, that's how
2: big Liberty is, is or how big is? Liberty? Well, Liberty's D one, so okay. it's just it's. But,
0: the, but those those smallest group of five D ones, I wonder. You know, you do college real well. How would they like North Dakota State versus Liberty? What's the line?
2: Ooh, I, I don't know. I, that's I guess I've never crossed them mo- over. But Liberty's a pretty good G five program. So G five, group of five. Is That Gatorade? Oh, no. <laughs> that, that that's interesting. Go ahead. Uh, but I I do not like Malik Willis. I think he's he's a ba- bad decision maker. He's very toolsy, but I, I don't like what I've seen of him as a quarterback.
0: And finally, the quarterback that PFF just did a mock had the top quarterback number at number six. In the draft, in the mock, he was probably the leader coming into
2: the year. Unquestioned leader coming but, in. And he is? Sam Howell from North Carolina. And bad year. Bad year, underperformed. Team drastically underperformed. A lot of it fell at his feet.
0: OK. But your thinking is, if you're the Giants, and and, and just, to, I guess my question is this. is If you take Justin Fields and put him in this draft... Knowing what you know now, meaning you have the benefit of this year, but let's assume the contract didn't run, so he's got the normal – because that would confuse things. Oh, he's only got one last year on the right. – con- Fields goes ahead of any of these guys. I don't even think it's close. What do you think? I disagree. Okay. So he went 11 in a much, much better quarterback draft. You agree last year's quarterback? Yes, yeah, certainly. So if he goes 11 there and they've got Pickett going 16, uh, how can Fields – let me ask you this. What is your opinion on Fields compared to entering the season? You, Everyone I know has gone up at least one notch.
2: I, I'm the opposite. I You've I, gone down. I, I think, yeah, I have gone down. I expected better out of him than I saw. Well, then you thought it was a great draft choice at 11, right? I thought it was a good draft choice at eleven. But if you expected better, he so was thirty second in in QBR. He was worse than Zach Wilson in QBR this year. He, he was. Yeah. See, he had flashes that he he makes these big throws. He's he's a very ballsy quarterback, but right now it's just not working.
0: Here's the thing. This is a great discussion. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas, and it really speaks to what we're looking for in a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's the key here. Now, let's use Tua as an example. Tua was a much better, though, no, second year, was a much better quarterback this year on the field than Fields. But the question is, what's his level of difficulty? Is he making throws that you've got to make to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback? No, No. And the knock is, everything he does is a play action or an RPO. It's being schemed up.
2: His ceiling might be Teddy Bridgewater.
0: uh, Yeah, but but the whole ceiling thing assumes there's just a linear kind of like, hey, you're either here or you're five steps ahead. I think there's stairs you got to climb and then walk on like the higher tightrope. That that he's not even trying. Like Drew Locke, he couldn't do it. He had, but he was willing to make those throws. He just can't seem to do it. You'd rather have that than a guy that won't even make the throws. Because if he won't make them, how are you ever going to
2: get to that level? Jay Cutler is a guy who did that. They, he made say, throw, Why would you make that throw? But the only way Jay Cutler was going to be good is if he hit some of those big throws.
0: But the only way you can win a Super Bowl is if you hit some of those big throws, right? I mean, if you really think about what Andy Dalton. Uh, is, I think people have said, I like this phrase, the inflection point. Throughout time, is, are you better than Andy Dalton or worse? Because if you're not better, you can't win a Super Bowl. Because Andy Dalton did the other stuff almost perfectly. He was like the best Tua there could be. But he, would, he couldn't make those other throws. And you know what? He couldn't even
2: have any playoff success. Right? None and you've said before if you step up above that Andy Dalton threshold there's a there's typically a learning curve where your your stats will go down exactly. you'll struggle
0: and that's why in a way the fact that that's one of the things that Trevor Lawrence apologists have been saying this year is they were saying yeah it's um uh fee or He's not. His stats are bad, Trevor Lawrence, but he's making the throws. And once he figures out, don't make that throw because the cornerback's faster than you know in college. Make this throw, do this. It's kind of the old Peyton Manning story, though. Peyton Manning was 98. He was making the throws. He just was getting a lot of picks. And then he quickly was able to make the throws. Will Trevor Lawrence do that? I don't know. We'll see. But that's the theory. I want Trevor Lawrence more than I want Tua. Not just because of the – I want Drew Locke more than I want Tua. Because I'm not sure he's even – had, I mean, listen. He's an underdog, a big under. He might be ten to one to be a good NFL quarterback one day. But at least there's a chance. I don't see how Tua does it. Tell me the quarterback that couldn't make that. It's third and fourteen. You got to throw. You're down six in the playoffs. Two minutes left. You, anyone that watched that Sunday night game, they saw that from your boy. What's Herbs. It, Herbs. <laughs> it, Herbert made throws. Can you imagine two of them? Two
2: can't make any of those throws.
0: But, but if just one of them wasn't made, Chargers don't even make, to, make it to overtime. Right. So, that's the time RPOs don't work. Play actions don't work. Right. And to me, do you see, can't you see Fields doing
2: that? I can see him doing that.
0: And that's why he, and what we saw this year, felt like it was moving him along that road. But
2: it's funny, you see that with Fields, but not with Lawrence. And I guess it was because the bar for Lawrence was so high to begin with.
0: I I think that Lawrence made much, if you look at, uh, you know, do this, McKenzie. Is look up the uh, PFF has the um, what's those called big Big time throws? Big time throws. Look at the and and they do it per hundred dropbacks or whatever. So it's it's a situation where it's like if you throw more, you you know it's the percentage of big time throws. So what we're gonna do is. I'm going to compare Lawrence and Fields specifically on that. And then give us an example of who led the league, by the
1: way. So we'll have three people, and we'll have that. But first, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J.
2: Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Big time throws. The leader of the NFL.
0: 8% of his throws, big time, Kyler Murray. Little man. Big throws. (laughs) And you know, he goes deep. He's not afraid to make. Number five in the NFL, Justin Fields. Number five. Number 25, Trevor Lawrence. So, Trevor Lawrence has as bad, if not worse, stats, and his level of difficulty is literally almost half. Fields percentage, six. 0.1% 0.1% of throws, big-time throws. Lawrence, 3.4. Six divided by three equals two, A.J. Thank you. All, but, you know, it's a little... You see? Okay. All right. Now... It doesn't, now, does that cause you probably to think a little more of Fields, but you still like, and, and as we get back to the Giants, so again, you think a better job than Miami, Denver, Jacksonville, Chicago, and Minnesota. Now, listen, Minnesota's got one more year at Cousins at a big number. I think it's 36. Uh,
2: 36 sticks, as they say. And That's then am- they reset at that position, or they. Massively overpay for Kirk Cousins again.
0: I'm not sure they did this time. I mean, you look at Cousins. Yeah, it's back. You know, Cousins is interesting. Maybe Cousins is the Andy Dalton line. It <laughs> is even better than Andy Dalton line because I mean, his PFF this year was like top eight, uh, and his 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 uh, QBR was good. It's just there's something about the bright lights with him. And I think with him, it's more of a pressure. I don't know, but people say the pressure doesn't matter. But finally. Last thing on the Giants take, your rationale is with those draft choices two t- it's two picks in it, the top
2: 10. So and and, and what is it, like 5 and 8 5th and
0: 7th. Okay. So you you're figuring they
2: should do what? Take an offensive lineman and if they if they are in love with one of these quarterbacks, take a quarterback, otherwise can take two offensive linemen.
0: But don't you see where the Bears, who made the playoffs just last or the year before or just last year, it, having a field who's better than any of these I mean, it's like if Feels who would you rather have, Daniel Jones or Fields? I'd rather have Fields. Yeah, so it's like it feels like you got one extra pick. Every bad team here gets an early pick,
2: right? And not the Bears. Oh, they traded this one, huh? The Giants' pick, the seventh pick, is the Bears' pick that they traded to trade up to get Justin Fields. And do
0: you think they're upset about that, or they're ha- they're happy about <laughs> that? All right, so I love it because I think you could make the case. That this Giants team had high expectations. I mean, they were better than Philly coming into the year. They could have made the playoffs easily based on Vegas' perspective. It's more of an upset that Philly did. So now the theory is last year was a confluence of events that went against him. Judge probably didn't do so. In a weird way, saying you like the Giants is saying you don't like Judge. You're saying Judge did nothing with these guys.
2: I think he certainly
0: underperformed. Yeah, no doubt. And the question is, underlying the work ethic, the things he was doing, did they feel like he was in the right direction? What's interesting is they did until he started jibber-jabbering. Mr. T told us, don't (laughs) over-jibber-jabber. When we come back, we're going to talk about another team that ch- fired their coach Miami and you know what there's a connection between the Giants and Miami Bill Belichick's Tree both got fired we're going to run down all of Belichick's coaches and somehow say who was the most successful it's kind of like saying who's the tallest person in a town
2: of small people What's <laughs> coming up next but first he's RJ Bell I'm AJ Hoffman this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio
1: Straight out of Vegas. <laughs>
2: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at the Bill Belichick coaching tree and find out why the apple seems to keep falling so far from it.
0: Yeah, so uh, the biggest surprise, no doubt, in the firings, Black Monday, as they say, that just passed, is the Miami Dolphins coach, a guy that uh, had the best final eight, let's think about seven-game winning streak, then they uh, lost one, then they won one, so eight and one to finish the season. No team finished the season stronger. Miami has exceeded expectations every year. This year, by a smidge, I'd say, but let's call it a, a neutral. And by no account do they have an elite quarterback. So if you simply say, you come into an organization that was the worst in the NFL with when Gase left. right? Remember, they started the year, there was talk of tanking for two at that point ironic now, but yes. And Miami was as bad as anyone the first half of the season. Blew up
2: their roster. Traded away their left tackle for future asset. Like, that Houston. Was, yeah. I
0: traded everyone away. Fitzpatrick to the Steelers. All towards the future. But they finished that first year strong and exceeded expectations. Last year, it was shocking that they were on the brink of the playoffs. And this year, a horrible start. And let's give some blame, but finished the season strong and kept that team together during adversity.
2: Yeah, if you had said three years ago, uh, after you hired him, the the last the last two years, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty, you'd have a ten win and a nine win season. I think every Dolphin, especially fan considering
0: that the quarterback underperformed
2: so much. And well, and he, was injured for a good chunk of it as well. well. Which
0: was wasn't even a bad thing, (laughs) right? I mean, it wasn't like he played much better than the backup, Uh, Brissett, right? Pretty close. So, shocker. In a weird way, it would have been, well, you know, Belichick's tree hasn't been so good. But uh, Flores, who knows? He, He just beat Belichick for the fourth straight time.
2: I think Flores of all the guys shocker. of all the guys who have been fired this year, Flores is the first guy. He's the first call I would make right. to be a head coach again.
0: And it's so rare to get fired. One remember, Belichick got fired by Cleveland after five years, and it was four additional seasons or five, I can't remember, and before he got the job, he went back to Parcells and was the associate head coach, DC. And he was mad about it. I can tell. I mean, think about it. You're back under a, you know, a tough boss like that. Here is the Belichickian tree. And tell me who is the most successful. Now, here's a saying, AJ In the kingdom of the blind, the one eyed man is king. Now, who is the one eyed coach? Bill <laughs> O'Brien, Romeo Cronell, Brian Flores, Joe Judge, Charlie Weiss, Eric Mangini, Al Groh, Jim Schwartz. Matt Patricia, known to have a pencil in his ear, but laminated paper, but he's a (laughs) rocket scientist. I mean, it's got to be Bill O'Brien, it's right? It's Bill O'Brien. And you, on Houston, led the way, fire Bill O'Brien. I, I think did. you caused it. I, no,
2: I didn't. it ca- He caused it. No, when he, he took the GM he job, you, he caused he it. He
0: made you do it. He made you do
2: he it. He made me. All right. So, what does this say? What does this say? It says the same thing it said about players after they left New England. All these players who would leave for big free agent deals, and then none of them would perform the way they did with Bill Belichick. It's when you're surrounded by, or when there's a genius overseeing everything that you you do or covering up your flaws, it, it makes everything a little bit easier. When you're out on your own, once you fly out of the nest, it's not quite as easy when Bill Belichick's not. No,
1: talent. There. I'm not talking about talent. I said genius. Genius.
0: I agree. And you did say something very interesting. You said that not there to cover up because he's known in those books where if the uh, special teams is having trouble, he'll come in and coach him that or help that week. So now, all right, last thing, this is an amazing little tidbit, and we'll get into the game handicaps tomorrow, two days of that, is there's two divisional matchups here. And in those divisional matchups, so, or rematches, we'll say, New England versus Buffalo, and we have uh, Arizona versus the The Rams. Rams the away team the row team was 4 and 0 straight up in those games 4 and 0 straight up it Probably means something. We'll get into it. If you missed any of today's show, including... AJ's hottest take that he defended, I think, quite well, to be honest with you. that The Giants are the best job. I don't agree, but he defended it.
2: You can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And I'm
0: going to give you an early best bet tomorrow
2: as we go through the game. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!